Welcome to another podcast edition for the Australian College of Professionals, the leading training provider in property, finance and business. This podcast, Who Should Sign a Property Agency Agreement in New South Wales, was produced by the Australian College of Professionals on Wednesday, 1st of November 2023. Who signs an agency agreement? Now, this is not from the perspective of, and I know I've talked about it a million times, about an assistant uh, assistant agent or a certificate of registration holder can't hold a vendor or a landlord to an agency agreement and it has to be countersigned by a licensed agent. Not talking about that today. What I am talking about is from the other side. Your vendor, your landlord, your, you know, your, your buyer, if you're signing buyer's agency agreements. you know. So whoever that is that's signing that agreement, if the property that you are dealing with is or the person that is buying is a company, uh, then, or you're selling, a, you know, you're selling a business and it is in a company name, you actually need to make sure that the person signing the agreement is a director or has the authority from a director of that company to sign that agreement. So how do you go down that path? You, uh, How do you know that it's owned by a company? Well, obviously you are getting your fraud prevention identity checks done and that shows you, you know, you're obviously getting uh, a personal identification both from a photo ID perspective and from other forms of personal ID from people, and then of course that third part of that uh, ID checklist is proof of ownership of the property. So when you start getting rates notices, or you know um, extracts from title deeds, or a front page of a, of a sales contract, it's going to show you that the property is owned by a company. Now here, ask the people that you're dealing with to give you an ASIC extract of who the directors are of the company. I mean, if they're not prepared to do that, then you've got to ask yourself why. Uh, If they're not prepared to do that because it's going to cost them however many, $20 or whatever that cost happens to be, uh, then perhaps once you've got the listing, you go back and do that ASIC search yourself to make sure that the person signing the agency agreement on behalf of that entity actually has the authority to do so. So they're either a director on that day that they signed that agency agreement or they have written authority from someone who is a director of that organisation on of that entity on that specific day. So guys, just protect yourselves. This is about protecting your commission. This isn't really about anything other than that. And of course, yes, you've got to go down the path of getting um, you know, all of the ident- personal identification documents of the person who's signing it, who is a director of the company. That's, you know, another another task really uh, within the listing process. But this one is just about making sure that the person who is signing the agency agreement has the authority to do so, and at the end of the day, when you've done your job, you've done it well, or you've managed a property uh, from a property management or a leasing perspective for commercial and retail and industrial properties, that no one's going to turn around and say, well, the agency agreement's signed by someone who didn't have the authority, we're not going to pay you. That's going to hurt. So guys, make sure right at the beginning of the deal, you get these this information correct and protect yourself on the way through and uh, you're going for a much smoother sailing in terms of how that's going to, to process along the way. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Australian College of Professionals podcast. For more information, go to our website, acop.edu.au.